It's the True Penny Show with your host, James True Penny. Hello and welcome to the True Penny Show. My name is James True Penny. This is my show. And today we are going to look at two shows from the same day in the same venue from two different companies. Because for the last month, we have been living the G1 Climax high life with production values and awesome arenas. But today, we get back to the nitty-gritty of daily life of professional wrestling in Japan. And to join me for this adventure into indie wrestling and Joshi in general is Mr. Marcus Green of Baton, Lou- Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Have you had a good week? Yeah, a bit... bit uh... Bit consistently rainy, but other than that, yeah, pretty good. You said, how about yourself? Uh, bizarrely, over here it's been bright sunshine all week, which you don't expect in the British summer at all. You expect misery and pain, but no, we had, so we had a really nice time. <laughs> Somebody's getting it. This is true. Now, both of these cards you can find on Pareto Dream, which is a wonderful service that gives you free stuff, basically. Um, and we found both of these shows there, and we'll link them up in um, social media for this. So you can see what we're doing. And we're looking at Oz Academy, one of my favorite companies, another one of my favorite companies, Ice Ribbon. Now, I didn't have anything to do with choosing these shows. Marcus picked these shows. Why did you pick these two shows, Marcus? Because I sent you the video file and I sent you the match descriptions, not the results. What drew you to these two? Uh, for me, I just like the, the the variety of matches. I think the other ones kind of had uh, a couple of might have been more tag oriented. Okay. Yeah, and I think these had a, a bit of a, a variety of matches, title matches and stuff like that. And uh, um, I think we did a couple shows in the past where uh, we talked about some Isles Academy stuff. And I really like their uh, their their competition and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I think uh, familiarity and, and, and variety kind of brought me back. Fair enough. Well, we'll start with Oz Academy. Now, Oz Academy... For those of you who don't know, it was a company that started around, well, technically started in around about 1997. They've been around for 24 years. They actually only started as a company because they first started off as the faction in Gaia. And when Gaia closed its doors, they became a company themselves in 2005. So you have 14 years of history in this particular company. It's owned, operated by Mayumi Ozaki, who we'll talk about later on, and features a lot of the veterans of Japanese wrestling and Joshi who we'll talk about too. And it featured Sakura Hirota, who is one of the key veterans in Joshi and perhaps the world's best comedy wrestler. She wrestled, well, a psychotic thug, Yoshiko. Uh, Yoshiko has a reputation for taking things on and as we've talked about a lot on this podcast, was blackballed from Star Pro Wrestling World Wondering Stardom for her efforts as a main eventer where she essentially put Akti Asakawa out of wrestling. Uh, these days has slowed down a bit and has started to smile somewhat and is not quite so in your face with her actions, and especially wrestling Sakura Hirota, who is just mental as a wrestler. I've always wanted to talk to somebody. You've never seen Sakura Hirota before, have you? No, Marcus? I have No. So how would you describe Sakura Hirota for someone who's never seen them before? It, it's funny. She, uh, by the time I got to the... the... I guess latter part to end of the match, she very much reminded me of a combination. And hopefully, this because I, I mean no disrespect, but she reminded me of a mixture of uh, like Joey Ryan and Yana. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good mix. Yeah, she's uh, she was a veteran. She was a Gaia veteran, and for a long time, she 
kind of like did a regular Japanese Joshi style, but then towards the end of her run in Gaia in about 2004, she realized her body was breaking down and didn't want to stop wrestling. So she came up with this comedy character who kind of non-wrestles, really. I think that's the best way of putting it, isn't it? She kind of avoids wrestling at all possible costs. Yeah, she avoids wrestling at all possible costs, comes up with all sorts of ways of getting out of wrestling and and, uh, not wrestling her opponents, Uh, is the master of the goose shot, um, and a lot of her offense is based around that. And this was just funny. as She tried to have a proper serious wrestling match until she realized it was going to hurt a lot with Yoshiko and then resorted to fast-paced action. What did you think of this one, Marcus? Yeah, it was it was uh, quite uh, interesting in that regard because I was trying to figure out if she was ever going to really want to wrestle. Um, <laughs> but it did get down to it. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's a style. I mean, that's, you know, like I said, she kind of reminded me of Yano, obviously. She... Uh, precedes him in a way but um yeah it's just interesting that's that's uh, a certain style that only certain people can pull off obviously if you're committed to it and um obviously i mean i think the crowd liked it i just don't think uh like everybody can pull that off but it worked and it definitely worked against an opponent like yosanki who was very much uh kind of very much reminiscent of uh suzuki to me obviously not to that lethal degree but <laughs> uh, it, it definitely works with somebody with uh with her demeanor. Yeah, uh, Minoru Suzuki is a lot safer than Yoshiko as well <laughs> uh, in her work ethic. But yeah, I think this was a fun matchup. It was a nice way to start the show. We're by, we're at by the way. We should explain where we're at. We're at uh, Osaka, Japan, Minato Kumin Center, which is kind of like a community theater, I guess. Really, it's about three hundred and fifteen people in attendance. This is not a big show, but it's got some big names on this card. Um, so, you know, it's it's a house show, and it's a proper house show starter, isn't it? Get people entertained. Yeah, those intimate venues tend to, tend to work better anyway. Um, mm. I appreciate it more um, and stuff like that. And, and, and the crowd was fully invested in everything that was going on, so it uh, definitely worked. Yeah, definitely. Right, the next matchup was a tag match and a bit of a more of a proper wrestling match, to be honest. Hikura Shida, her of your all-elite wrestling, tagged with Subasa Kuragaki, one of the strongest wrestlers in the world, male or female, and they defeated Akino and Yu in 17 minutes and five seconds. Yu would, in the coming weeks, come back to the UK and is currently resident in the United Kingdom, where her new favourite phrase is, F*** the police, as she mentions it on Twitter on a daily basis. Mm. <laughs> and uh, as Will Osprey pointed out, but she used to be such a nice girl and then Brit Rest ruined her. Um, what were your thoughts on this matchup? I dug this match. I, I liked it because it, it seemed like two teams that um, have been have been together for at least some significant times. Uh, specifically, Aquino and you. Yeah, um, yeah. They they seemed like they were really, um, you know, they really put off some tandem stuff. They really seemed like they had a synergy to them. And not that Sheeta and Karagi didn't, but it seemed like they were working in tandem on a more uh, individual uh, basis. But it was it was great back and forth and stuff. And uh, like you said, this was more of a proper wrestling match. And I always appreciate. Uh, good solid tag team stuff and that's what this was um, and I think uh, Shida and Kuragaki eventually took it um, but yeah because I think that's the interesting part to me because it seemed like you and Akino have better chemistry but in the end uh, Shida and Kuragaki eventually took it because uh, you know like you said it got one of the strongest people uh, in the sport and uh, they just I think they ended up being more aggressive so 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Hikaru Shida, as you've probably seen her wrestling or elite wrestling in front of big crowds in the US, is a very classically trained, striking wrestler. Subasa Kuragaki, she um, actually, you know the spot where you see people getting two people torture act, like she had the where somebody will torture act one person and torture act somebody else? She invented that because she's that strong. Uh, I've seen her torture act three men one night in Shikara. Because Shikara's male roster isn't that beefy. <laughs> um, Aquino has been a 22-year pro. She started wrestling in 1997 for um, Arsion, uh, which was um, uh, kind of a precursor to World Wandering Stardom, and she's kind of a protege of Ajikon. So these, this is a well-rounded, uh, experienced organizational set of teams here. You is probably the youngest and least experienced of all of them, and she's really, really good now. And because she tags with people like this on a regular basis, she's going to get better, isn't she? Yeah, she really is. Um, like I said, she worked well. I can't exactly call out any specifics, but I do remember some really great tag team sequences, which I'm always appreciative of those uh, tandem tag team maneuvers. But, yeah, she's only going to get better, and I, I wouldn't mind seeing these two teams uh, clash again. Yeah, it would be actually awesome to see. Right, the next matchup was 16 minutes and 12 seconds where Izoki Gun, Mayumi Ozaki, and Yumi Oka defeated Keiho Kobashi and Kekiru Sekiguchi. Now, we should explain in Oz Academy, in most wrestling organizations, the Seguki Gun, the, the regular army in all Japan and in New Japan and other wrestling promotions, are the good guys. In Oz Academy, they're the bad guys. So, you know, Ozaki Gun, Mayumi Ozaki, and Yumi Oka are part of Seguki Gun, the, the regular army in Oz Academy. Owned and operated by Mayumi Yazaki, the dark uh, lord of Oz Academy. Um, and they're the heels, and they're always accompanied by their uh, manager, Police, who proceeds to be the roughest manager in pro wrestling history and gets away with murder. Kobayashi and Sekiguchi actually lasting 16 minutes and 12 seconds for two very young, outgoing, high paced wrestlers is a bit of an achievement for them, uh, though they have been putting a lot of pressure into Kobayashi and Sekiguchi in the last 12 months. This was really interesting to watch to see how the youngsters handle the veterans. Um, now, Ozaki and Oka are actually classically trained wrestlers. Naomi Ozaki is one of the best wrestlers that ever lived, but they tend to favor the brawling, using chains and chairs kind of approach. So it was interesting to see how someone felt about this when they haven't seen this in full effect before. Marcus, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, it's funny. I was, I was getting uh, Bullet Club flashbacks. Uh, <laughs> G1. Uh, Except I, I think the manager for Ozaki Gun makes Goto look like a schoolgirl. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Gato. I mean, yeah. yeah. Gato looks like a schoolgirl because this guy, ugh, um, getting away with murder is, is the, the correct phrase to associate with this guy. But um, yeah, I think it was an interesting just to, the contrast and styles and definitely approach because, you know, um, Kyle and uh, uh, Kakaru, am I saying that right? Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, Kakaru Sekiguchi. Yeah, yeah, Kakaru uh, definitely had an uphill battle in every sense of the word, but they too have some uh, really good chemistry and in, in, in tag team maneuvers. It's just when the numbers ain't on your side, it's you know all you can do is all you can do. Um, so <laughs> in that regard, and and I, this is my first time running into um, on one of these uh, uh, shows. Uh, oh, yeah. Ironically, Ozaki Gun, you introduced me to them on the last time we did one of these shows. True, uh, true. I was like, ah, okay. Well, this this is familiar to me. So 
Yeah, I think the contrasting style is cool. I just, I think I get just a little annoyed by just how much, because in my mind, I'm like, oh, so many people get away with so much in, in uh, <laughs> Japanese wrestling anyway sometimes, specifically with, like, abuse of the referees. But uh, this Ozaki manager guys on something else. But, uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, I think they did a great job. They eventually got their hands on him. But, like I said, the numbers wasn't in their favor, so. Yeah, they, they took it again, but you know you gotta appreciate it. You know they you know for uh, that's like a stable of women, but they they really they really hold up. And then you can put them next to any Suzuki gun, Bullet Club, anybody. So yeah, yeah. I mean that that's the thing. Bullet Club and Suzuki Gun think they're the baddest of the bad, but Azaki Gun has been at it for a lot lot longer and way better at it. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, it's like they're they're burning on thirty years of violence now. So you know, that would be an interesting six man tag, I think. Actually, Zack Saber Junior. Minoru Suzuki and Taichi versus Ozaki Yoka and Ciaru and I, I know Aneu. That would be amazing, actually, just to see how much cheating they could get away with. <laughs> I'm not sure New Japan would let them go for that. Who knows. <laughs> well, to be fair, um, I have seen Minoru Suzuki wrestle Kurogaki before because one of his best mates is Ajikop. So they tag up quite regularly on the indie scene when they get chance. Okay, moving on to the next match was Sonoki Kato, and they defeated Ayuku Itsuki in 13 minutes and 25 seconds. Now, Itsuki is quite a young wrestler and she's been kind of like doing very well in those academy as of late. Sonoki Kato is a contemporary of Miko Satomura. She was in the first dojo class with her in uh, 1995. So that makes her a 24-year veteran and she really does not look that old. <laughs> um, so yeah, this was very, very good. High-paced, high-impact, proper Joshi wrestling that you like to see. And I thoroughly enjoy this. Snoki Kato, the veteran, takes the win, which is a fairly given kind of in this situation. Bayuki Itsuki has a lot of talent behind her. I'm really looking forward to see what she comes up with. What are your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Uh, this is probably my um, favorite match of the night. And then obviously that, that first tag match coming in uh, behind it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I'm, I'm glad you um, obviously gave some background on uh, Itsuki because... Um, looking at them standing across the ring from each other, they both came off like experienced veterans who knew each other well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, Kato is is you know obviously you know obviously don't look it, but she is you know uh, the real veteran. But um, like yeah, this was just a really great back and forth, like you said, traditional type of Joshi, you know, match, you know, grit, you know, it just came down to who wanted it more. And I think uh, Kato took the ring correct. So. Um, yeah, it was just it was just a really great match, like really really great maneuvers back and forth, and really didn't know who was gonna take it, but you know, um, that's that's what make the best wrestling matches. But yeah, Kato came off like a complete boss, love her outfit and everything, and yeah, <laughs> just just was just a great contest. Tanoki Kato is just she's just awesome. She was the opponent of Mako Satomura in their debut matches. They actually wrestled each other in their debut match. And they went on to tag together and won the AAAW Junior Tag Team Championships in the second year of their career, I think. And they made themselves wrestling the LCO over the AAW Tag Team Championships in the couple of years after that. That's where they really got over. And Kato's been a big draw for Oz Academy for the last 20 years. 
Um, and Aoki Itsuki has got a lot of things going for her. I, I'm interested, kind of like the sideless chap she was wearing. That intrigued me. That's that's a style choice I have not come across <laughs> before. It's kind of like, it was chaps, wasn't it? I wasn't seeing things. They were chaps, but they were kind of sideless, not yeah. backless. Yes. And the very brief shorts underneath, but you couldn't see anything because it was all kind of like covered up by these chaps. It was a bit distracting. But actually, she's a very, very good kind of joshy high-speed wrestler. I think she'd do well in that uh, stardom high-speed division, actually. But uh, probably a bit big for that. But yeah, she's just very, very good. And Sonoki Keo is brilliant. Sonoki Keo, she's awesome. All right, then. We move on to the main event of this particular evening, which is Ozaki Gun again. Mayoya Yukihi, I've got to pronounce it correctly, Yukihi and Seiya Ainu, and they defeated Beast Friend, Hiroshi Matsumoto and Kaori Yanayama. Now, I should explain Beast Friend because Hiroshi Matsumoto is known as Lady Godzilla and Kaori Yanayama is one of the friendliest wrestlers in the world. So they became Beast Friend. As kind of an answer to Chuck Taylor and uh, Trent Beretta's best friends, they are beast friend, which I thought was good. You may remember Hiro Matsumoto. She was in the Mae Young Classic last time around. Kaori Yanayama has wrestled for everyone, wrestled in stardom a lot. Um, she wrestled She wrestled uh, Jazzy Gower, and I was talking to her about it once. She said, what was your favorite match on the last tour? I said, oh, when you wrestled Yanayama. She said, I don't like that match. I said, why not? Because I'm, I'm afraid to hit her. She looks so tiny, tiny and cute. And I don't want to hit her very hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just frail. Okay, then. Yukihia um, is from Ice Ribbon. She's been wrestling for a long, fairly long while. Arguably one of the best workers in the company at the minute. Um, and Sayura Aineo is from Actress Girl Z. Um, but they are kind of both members of Tsukuki Gun in Oz Academy when they wrestle for Oz Academy. So... Actually, Yuki is a baby face in Ice Ribbon, and she's a and Sierra Inu is a heel when she wrestles for Ice Ribbon. And Inu actually wrestled on the next card we're going to talk about later in that day or earlier in that day because I'm not sure actually what time they occurred, but both occurred in the same building and the same ring. What do you think of this matchup? Because this one was a bit different. Well, it still had the level regular levels of interference as both Oka and Ozaki turned up to help out Yuhiki and Inu, um, but Matsumoto and Yanayama. Showing some proper tag team action together. What are your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Yeah, I think this one specifically where I remember like just some amazing tag team sequences. Some they didn't even get a chance to pull off. Um, yeah. Which really impressed me. And, and as soon as I saw Beast Friend, I immediately thought of like, oh, that's kind of seems like a Beast Friend best friend because also like you said, the Chuck Taylor and everything that reference. But yeah, that they were phenomenal. I I love to see them and. Um, Maybe against different opponents, so I could just see like a straight up and down, um, yeah, tag. I'm not saying that the match wasn't good, cause you know, but yeah, it was uh, again a great contrast. But you know, again, Saki got numbers. Um, they got numbers. They got the manager. Uh, they got <laughs> missed apparently, which is nuts. So yeah, uh, they they come they come complete with every possible thing. Yeah, that's it. They 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 do bring it with. They bring everything. They bring it all. And yeah. and horse whips and cat and nine tails as well in this particular matchup. See, yeah, but uh, Beast Friend is definitely a tandem I could get behind. Say, like if they did uh, like a uh, women's tag team tournament or something, like they they're really, yeah. they're really good. They do do. I'm pretty sure Oz Academy do run their do run a tag team tournament. So I will let you know if tape becomes available. 
Okay, appreciate it. Yeah, because those Academy work on a slightly different kind of level. They do do small streaming stuff like that, but they're also sponsored by Gay or TV, so they actually have a weekly TV show. One of the few wrestling companies actually still to have a weekly TV show, or I think it's monthly. Um, and they've taken some different approaches to presenting that TV show. Like Aja Kong has been uh, presenting the show a couple of times and done it differently. And yeah, it's uh, an interesting watch when you finally get to see it. Okay, then what are your overall thoughts on Oz Academy in this particular show? I mean, it's a bit difficult to get an idea of where the company is going because it's just a five match snapshot with not much anything else going on with it. What are your thoughts on it, Marcus? And was it an entertaining watch for you? Yeah, it was. I think it definitely had a variety of everything. Like, you, uh, the first match had, you know, uh, some antics and, and whatnot um, and, and comedy, but uh, it felt like a good variety mix. Like you said, the next match after that followed just some traditional great wrestling, got tag team, great singles. It just really, really had everything. I mean, above all else, if nobody comes into this knowing anything, uh, I think leaving it, they definitely know that they got phenomenal talent. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, specifically looking at that uh, Aiko and, and uh, Kato match. I mean, there was some stiff, you know, roundhouse backhand slaps and, and stuff of that nature in that match that really, you know, normal people wouldn't get up from. Um, <laughs> and, and maybe they weren't landing in as hard as they could have, but it still looked great. So, um, yeah, like I said, if nothing else, you know, they, they, you know, even without specific direction coming from this card, you know, they definitely got phenomenal talent. Okay, then. Well, we move on to the next card, which was Ice Ribbon. Now, the actual match title, I had a cool title. I can't remember what it's called. It's Ice Ribbon, Osaka Ribbon 2019-3. So, I'm assuming Osaka Ribbon 2 was last year. Or is it the third one in this? I don't know. But it was <laughs> the same venue, same ring. They just changed the ring posts and the, the, the uh, map, because obviously Ice Ribbon has different colors to Oz Academy. Um, but they work together quite well, as most of the Japanese offices if you think about it this makes sense you get put two cards on in one day you've got less stuff to move around there's some wrestlers who are available for crossover there's some referees crossover for these two cards as well um and you know it just makes life easier for everybody and everybody gets the double the draw plus you get to meet up and hang out with your mates which is nice um, <laughs> yeah so the opening match was Aiken fujita mayeko matsumoto and thekla they defeated bani oakawa homuki hoshi and ran Kaicho in nine minutes and 18 seconds. This was just fun. It was just yeah. fun. Thekla uh, yeah. is a European wrestler, as far as I can tell, or American wrestler. She's not Japanese, but she's really enthusiastic. And um, yeah, it was just fun. And uh, Thekla actually hung, hung out in the back of the show watching and learning, which is the right thing to do, but probably shouldn't do it in front of the hard camera. Um, yes, this was very, very good. I just liked it, just the silliness and the fun. What are your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Yeah, same, same. I just kind of surrendered to the match at one point because it seemed like everything was kind of running together. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just fun. It was just a lot, a lot of you know people in the ring doing stuff, and and uh, I think at one time we got like a um, almost like a triple camel clutch or something. Yes, something yes. To that effect. <laughs> so yeah, it was just like you said. It was it was fun. This this wasn't you know no no, no technical marvel or anything. Uh, you know, um, top ten. Tag team wrestling, good wrestling, but you know, like you said, it was just fun. Yeah, Miyako Matsumoto organizing all the poses for all of the wrestlers in a circle, and then they were all supposed to do a diving headbutt and missed. Because <laughs> <laughs> Matsumoto's like that. She's a comedy wrestler as well, but she's actually a very good wrestler. She's technically very adept. And her like rolling her driving suit, driving crucifixes and variations she over that is insane. 
in this match, she was just kind of like toning it down to to play with locals, but she was having a lot of fun doing it. Right then, she moved on to the three way match that came next. That was Matsuya Uno. She she defeated Ashai and Suzuzu Suzuki eight minutes and eleven seconds of a pretty spectacular three way dance. Now Uno is the veteran of these three. Ashi, I think, has been going for a one year, and Suzuki maybe maybe two years. I know they've only got about three years' experience between them, but but by God, they look so confident, didn't they? You watch this matchup, and they're like the most confident couple of rookies I've ever seen. They're whipping people in with authority. They're clearly spending a lot of time in the gym. They're well-toned. They look like pro wrestlers, and their skill sets are absolutely marvellous. And Matsuya Uno was kind of the glue wrestler holding these two three together. And this worked so well. What did you think of this one, Marcus? Yeah, it really came off like that. Like, you really kind of got the, the, you know, even though, it, um, like you said, it was really good. They blended well. You could really tell who was uh, the levels of, okay, who was the, the most experienced and then kind of down the ladder from there. Because um, at times it did come off like it was a, a Uno, a shy match, and, and, and uh, Sunzi was kind of just kind of running in as the, like, third, like, I want to fight too. At times, because she was, she took a lot of punishment in this match. Yeah, she did. Like, like it seemed like every time somebody was get beat up or pinned or something, she was like she was on the mat. I was to the point I was rooting for. Her. Like, get up, girl, come on, do, do something. And then she, you know, they had a, a great back and forth sequence. I think her and a shy, um, mm. and then her and Uno and then. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, it was this was just a great. Uh, uh, tag match. Um, trying to remember, was it uh, Uno won, right? Yeah, Uno won. Yeah, yeah. She she was absolutely you know boss, just coming in there, uh, taking no prisoners type attitude. But yeah, this was this was a very entertaining, very entertaining three way. Yeah, it was like Uno was about a foot taller than the other two. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She could have, she could have, she could have pulled off some uh some type of Lance Hoytness if she wanted. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I've been watching Ice Ribbon, which was one of the companies that got me back into Joshi in the early 2010s. I've been watching them since about 2013. And they've always struck me as kind of like this mix of traditional Joshi with entertainment. They've always been fairly state-of-the-art. They were the first company to come to the UK as a Joshi company. They did that. They did a couple of shows around the Doncaster area purely off their YouTube plays before even the ideas of streaming came to fruition. So they've been at this for a long time. They were... Um, been well organized as a company and doing very different things with they they've been doing like you know all these kind of like introductory videos that impact do on extra content on twitch they were doing that like 10 years ago you know they've been well ahead of the game as far as like their social media presence is concerned and it shows because everything is so polished in their presentation they both these shows are a one camera shoot it's just for streaming but it still looks and looks professional looks good doesn't it yeah it's definitely like quality with anything else i um i watch and they did like you said they do a, a really good job specifically because like you said they, they kind of ran the same venue and stuff so if you can um you know save save on you know production and everything but but keep the quality definitely do it and like you said crossover with tanner people hanging out with their mates and stuff and yeah it just it just came off like a just another another silent show and even though the rings um, I think even the look of the rings, like the the, the, the kind of dingy grunginess of the um, uh, ring post, kind of even add a little flavor to it. You know, that's your yeah. that's your thing. So you know, kind of kind of um, attest to the grit and and the guts of these women. So definitely right. Next match we had Riza Sarah and Tsukushi 
They defeated Hiragi Kurumi and Rina Yamashita in 12 minutes and 26 seconds. Just a fun tag match. I like the fact this was fast-paced and moved along quickly. I really didn't have any issues with this. What are your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Yeah, same. I, you know, don't remember too many things specifically, but it, but it, like you said, it kind of really went breeze by. Um, I think, I mean, I think that's a testament to these performers um, that uh, you know they did just worked at that pace and it it, it was smooth, but it was quick. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, um, another another solid tag outing. You know, all all four of these women are really good. Um, it'll be interesting to see if, if they if they ever did a. Um, maybe like a, a three-way tag or something which may get even more fast-paced depending on who the other tag team is but yeah this was just uh yeah this is a fun 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 back and forth tag yeah zipped along nicely okay the next match was for the scottish women's championship which is currently held by jayla dark and she successfully defended against satsuki totoro eight minutes and 21 seconds Jayla Dark is a regular on the British wrestling scene, has been for a long while. I believe the Scottish women's title is from Disco Wrestling. I will just make sure and get the right place. Oh, no, it's Fierce Females. That was it. It's the Fierce Female Scottish Women's Championship, which Jayla Dark is a regular appearance for. She walked straight out of this performance, got on a plane back to London, and walked into the Res Gal and straight into a main event feud for the Pro Wrestling Eve Championship with Rhea O'Reilly. Jayla Dark is an outstanding professional wrestler. She's a badass heel, and she's going to be an even badasser baby face as she runs up against the recently turned O'Reilly. But in this particular matchup, she was the boss, and she owned uh, Sasuke Totoro. They did shake hands to start with, and then Jayla just chucked her to the outside in the first move and beat her down. <laughs> yeah. In a not, not particularly a very professional and business-like manner. Jayla Dark is kind of like Minoru Suzuki, you know, straight up and down pro wrestler. She doesn't want to be your friend. She wants to win. And not to say that she is a good person, but she isn't a bad guy either. So this was really fun to watch. What do you thought of this on this one, Marcus? Yeah, it, it was funny because, like you said, they um, shook hands and everything, very respectful um, on the outset. Although I, I do think this overall show has a, um overall theme of preemptive strike. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, yeah, she she you know because judging the ultimate, she seems like a, a really uh, a decent person. But uh, and that when that bell rings, she turns thing into Chris Hero. Um, <laughs> so, I mean that yeah, it, it was a really tough bout. She proved herself, uh, you know, really really solid champion. I think she got on after and said she, um, I guess, is going to be done in September. Um, Sorry? Sorry, I think after the match, she said she was going to be done. Correct. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, as Rio Riley put on Twitter, just retire already. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, it's it's um, it's got it's got to that point. I think yeah, she's calling it a day, and uh, her her last court of call is that Pro Wrestling Eve Heavyweight Championship, and that's yeah. currently around the race of Rio O'Reilly, which should be interesting. Yeah, but she's she's not going out on uh, you know wrestling on the laws or anything. She's going out fighting so. Um, yeah, this was this was a tough haul for a contest. Like, I guess on first glance, she wouldn't uh, think she was as aggressive as she was. But like you said, she kind of had that uh, uh, those Minoru Suzuki esque vibes, which is uh, definitely one way to keep a title. So <laughs> she definitely retained here. Almost seemed like, and, and, and again, this is probably credit to them. It seemed like it almost went longer than it did. It like, eight yeah, it did. 
second, but yeah, seemed like it went longer. Had a really big main event feel to it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. She would. She's got so much presence, Jayla Dark. She's like such an awesome champion. She just kind of like stands there and she captures your attention, you know. And um, yeah, it. That was always just strike me funny because, like, I do talk to a bit. I talk to her a bit on Twitter, and it's usually about noodles because she likes like Raymond noodles. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we've talked about noodles on Twitter, but you know, but she is like a scary-looking individual. Um, and she came back for Pro Wrestling Eve a couple of years ago. She's had some time off from the ring. And I guess she's finally calling it a day. But yeah, she is. I'm surprised no one picked up on her sooner. I think probably because she hasn't got the classical ripped and buffed women's wrestling kind of body. But that doesn't necessarily mean she's bad at wrestling. She's very, very good at wrestling, and she's very. She gets it. She understands what she needs to do to make herself feel the presence in her own pro wrestling. Yeah, and like some people, she that might have the body, she at least has the character. Yeah, yeah, and she she's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. That's not to say Satsuki Satsuki Totoro was bad either. She was really really good too. How many years has she been wrestling? I don't know much about her. I must admit because I should have been. I haven't kept up with as of late. Oh, she's a two-year pro she's 30 which is quite old to start to start wrestling really she started wrestling in 2017 so she only started in when she was 28 which like bear in mind joshi wrestlers used to retire at 26 <laughs> so she's not done too badly to get to the kind of championship level in two years that's very very good and she is a good wrestler she's just the right person for jayla dark to wrestle in this particular environment yeah that's uh the- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Jayla like uh, apparently she speaks a little bit of Japanese too, right? Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. She spent a lot of time in Ice Ribbon. She, I think she did six months there a couple of years ago, and she spent some loads of time there before. They do love her in Ice Ribbon, and um, I think they was quite happy to have her for one last tour before she could cause it a day. Yeah, that's just really cool. It just uh, for me personally, I just don't see a lot of people. Um, you know, I know Omega does it, and now looking at Jayla. Um, this don't necessarily see a lot of people uh, kind of pick up on that and, and, and at least stick with it. Um, yeah. Those things, so, you know. Heidi Katrina became pretty fluent in her stay in Japan. She, she stayed there for Diana and then she went to Sendai Girls. So she had like two or three years there. I'm, I interviewed her in 2017 and she said the first, I was the first person she spoke in English to in six months. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, she was quite happy. Oh, an English person and you know all that. Yeah, she was. <laughs> so she's, um, you know, it's a lonely lifestyle out there. If you if you go out there by yourself, especially, you know, and there are no other gays in around, you kind of don't have much option. You have to accept it. I mean, like Kenny Omega's talked about it before as well. He's kind of, he's half Japanese and half Canadian in that sense. He's He had fell in love with the country when he finally got there. Um, and like I say, Heidi Katrina spent a lot of time there. She kind of picked up on languages and, and, and lived there. Of course, I'm good friends with Jazzy Gabbard, and she's told me a lot about like how lonely it can be in that language barrier. She knew enough to get by, but not enough to really understand what was going on around her. And especially in a business like wrestling, you need to know those kind of things. In fact, somebody in the next match who has truly immersed themselves is Gayala, who's a Londoner. Um, and if you look at her Twitter feed, there is nothing in English. There is no, I didn't, I had not heard of her before now. And, you know, she's 25 years old. She started training in, uh, according to her cage match page, she started training in Ice Ribbon. So she must have moved to Japan purely to become a Joshi wrestler. And 
that's where she's picked things up and she she just speaks Japanese, but she's supposedly a Londoner. I have to find out more about this young lady. Anyway, she tagged with Tequila Saya. They are the current Ice Ribbon International Tag Team Champions. They defeated Makai Ozaki and Saya Enuu, who we talked about earlier on the Oz Academy uh, show. 12 minutes and 16 seconds of an outstanding tag team match. In fact, these two are very, very good as a tag team. And this was a really, really good tag team match. One of the best I've seen this year. What did you think of this one, Marcus? I really dug this. I, I was waiting to ask you, like, uh, was Ozaki and uh, Anu, uh, were they the veteran tag team here? Yes, they were, but they're not particularly old. Anu's been wrestling for... Do-do-do-do-do. Let's look. Uh, Anu's been wrestling for four years, um, and she's 28. She started late, you see. 24 is quite late. You, like, there's women in stardom who are starting their, like, runs at 14. Um, and Azaki is a four-year pro as well. She is. Um, she started in 2015, and she's 28 too. And Tequila Saya is 35, but she's only been wrestling for three years, um, which is bizarre. Uh, and but more people are getting into it because it's no longer the close shop it used to be. They open tryouts all the time. And um, Gaëlle is 25 years old, and she started wrestling in 2017, so two years. Um, and yeah, so there you go. Yeah, the I know in Ozaki, four years are the veteran team, but they're not particularly veterany veterans, if that makes sense. Yeah, but um, yeah, just a great contrast. And another match that seemed like it went a little bit longer than it did. Um, like Gaëlle and Tequila. Um, have they been like tagging for a long time? Because they, they really had some really uh, solid chemistry. Or at least they were like equally as aggressive about um, having each other's backs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, but uh, they did they win the titles. They retained. They retained. they retained the titles. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. Was just really solid. I mean, um, really aggressive. I mean, it was a really great match. I love that. That um, again fan of these tandem tag moves they seem like they did like a, a elevated uh version of um i guess adam page's rite of passage type of move yeah uh, yeah win the match which was uh which was cool but yeah like you said it was just a really cracking tag match uh you know um back and forth and stuff but it really seemed like guy in and tequila was specifically aggressive again as you need to be if you want to retain your championship so um, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing more of those two. I think they really work well together. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to have a see if Kaila is available for interview for somebody somewhere. The main event was for the Ice X Infinity Championship. It defeated, we featured champion Maya Yukihiki, and she wrestles Tsukasi Fujimoto, and they went to a time limit 30-minute draw with a match with more false finishes than you can shake a stick at. This was an absolute thriller. Um, Fujimoto, as we've talked about many times before, is a protege of Manami Toyota, as is Yukihi. These guys really know how to turn on a great professional wrestling match. And it was all done in the ring. Very little brawling. This was all chain wrestling of the highest order. And I loved it. And I love time limit draws. Not everyone says that, but used in the right place, as in here. Big match, big card, but you don't want your championship to lose, champion to lose the championship. This was the perfect place to do it. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? I mean, I'm right behind. I mean, this is what you want from a traditional match, and this is definitely something I look forward to watching these 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 calls with the, with all these these women 
Like, this is what, you know, we should be getting consistently in the States. We, we get a taste <laughs> of it here and there, but this was just, this was phenomenal. Like, I think the closest sometimes we get is, obviously, if we, you know, we got an Io Shirai versus a Kyrie Sane or something like that. Um, if they let them, you know, uh, they take the, the training wheels off, so to speak, let them do their thing. But this was this was just phenomenal. It had everything, you know, t- technical, um, you know, it's mission-based, a little high-flying here and there. But, yeah, it was great. And it's not too many times, you know, you get to see, uh, you know, two women, you know, go go the Kata Tanahashi route, you know. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I loved it. I dug it. You know, um, I had to kind of remind myself a little bit who was who because the tights and the hair almost yeah. were similar. But I think they make a great tag team. But this was a, this was a really cracking match. Yeah, Fujimoto coming to the ring in her um, Queen of Diamonds outfit and Yukihi coming in a very smart white blazer. Um, but yeah, they've both been trained by, well, kind of protégés of Minami Toyota. Yukihi tried to win the match with uh, uh, um, Japanese Ocean Cyclone Suplex, which was bequeathed to her and Fujimoto by uh, Minami Toyota. So they're both allowed to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not like B Priestley, who doesn't have permission to use it. She uses it anyway. But um, yeah, it just just incredible watching these two wrestle. It's the Joshi of old. It's two absolutely superb professional wrestlers at the top of their game doing amazing wrestling things. Um, and, and it's in front of 315 people. It deserves to be in front of more people. I'm hoping AEW put some time into Fujimoto or Yuki and put them on a bigger stage because they deserve it. Enu as well. And there's plenty of people who aren't quite ready on this particular card, but I think some of them might. Just a couple of matches in AEW would be nice. Give them some platform for the other companies to grow, and then you'd have more talent to pick from in Japan, wouldn't you? Anywho, right, Marcus, what are your thoughts on these two particular shows? What did you like about them? And what would you recommend to people to have a watch for? I mean, I, I recommend both shows. I mean, like I said, I think the, the first one... Um... You know, ride rival. You know, just a, a great variety of stuff. As is, um, you know, the uh, ice ribbon. I think the ice ribbon has a, a more, uh, maybe more focused tone. Like I said, I think the theme, for the most part, before uh, the main event was uh, preemptive strike, with an explanation. <laughs> uh, you know, take your gear off and stuff while you're facing your opponent. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean. The, the tag team stuff was, you know, phenomenal and, and, and great. And, but, you know, specifically, if you just, you know, only got time to watch one match, you got to watch this main event. This was phenomenal. These two extremely talented women, for them to look as smooth and, and remain as fluid as they did for, what, 30 minutes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This just speaks to their conditioning and overall talent and ability. This, this you know, like I said, first show kind of variety, but there was no clowning uh, uh you know, comedy in this match this was just two great performers going at it for for a title and uh this is what this is what i show somebody if they if they scoff at at um women in the ring so yeah this this is this is absolute genius right then well thank you very much for listening to the trooping show today today i would like to thank my broadcast colleague mr marcus green uh, always a pleasure glad i was able to do it that's okay. Thank you very much. You can find him at Paradox Kid on Twitter, and you can find his writings on there as well. He's a wonderful pro wrestling writer, um, and you can find some writings from me at Indie Empire Magazine. Uh, new edition coming out soon with Mako Satamora and Joey Ryan on the back cover. We put Mako on the front and Joey on the back. 
Um, bought some big writing from me about uh, Mako Satomura and Sendai Girls in Manchester, as well as my tribute to Harley Race and the ongoing story of the three musketeers in New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's from my stuff. And there's loads of other cool interviews and things as well. Obviously, an interview with Jerry Ryan. That's all worth reading. Uh, you can find our other partners, powerslam.tv, at their website, powerslam.tv, where you can use our code MULLETWATCH to gain a free month. And we will now listen to a message from our sponsors. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. You can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. You can find the show at Troopany Show on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at The Troopany Show and Patreon at The Troopany Show, where you can keep us free forever for everyone. Next week, we celebrate five years of The Troopany Show, and I will be back with my original co-host, Mr. Ben Spindler, to look at the last five years of professional wrestling. And we are working on a bit of a special celebration for the regular hosts, aren't we, Marcus? So we're thinking about our favorite matches of the last five years. So I think we will see who we can get together for that show. Thank you very much for listening to us. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Bye.